Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we're learning Daf Lav in Yuma, Lamed Bays. And Barry is back from the Jersey Shore. So we begin on the last line of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Bays. He was, he was doing gym daf laundry. That's a private joke. Okay. We were discussing, Barry, if you remember, the um, idea that in our Mishnah, I'll catch you up, why not? I know you were doing daf on your own, but... Nothing like seeing it in person. So, in the Mishnah said two interesting things that you may not have noticed, Andrew, were contradictory. Number one, we learn a fascinating halacha, which we'll analyze today. It's, it turns out it's a halacha l'moshe misinai, that the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, during his Yom Kippur avoda service, dunks five times and washes his hands and feet ten times. Now, for those of you who are doing, doing the math, that means for every time that you're dunking, you are doing what's we'll called Natilas Yodayim Veraglayim twice. Okay. That's one thing that the Mishnah says, and everybody agrees to this. Okay. Then we had our Gemara yesterday said, you know, our Mishnah doesn't sound, our Mishnah sound, doesn't sound like uh, Reb Meir. Why does it not sound like Reb Meir? Because then the Mishnah went through the day of the Kohen Gadol, and sure enough, what does he do? He takes out of his, he goes out of his big day chol. This is how he starts off his day. He gets out of his Batman pajamas, his big day chol, and he dunks in the mikvah, comes out of the mikvah, puts on his big day zav, right? Gets dressed, uh, washes his hands and feet, and starts his day. Says our Gemara, wait a minute. He only washes hands and feet once. Rabbi Meir says that when you take off your clothes, even if it's your big day chol, you have to wash your hands and feet. So Rabbi Meir would have had you wash your hands and feet twice. And that was yesterday's daf. Rabbi Meir would have you wash your hands and feet twice. And, right, and so therefore we can't be going according to Rabbi Meir because in our mission we only wash our hands and feet once. Now, that was the discussion yesterday. Now, we start today with the obvious question, which is, wait a minute, if our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Meir, you're bringing up a good point about our, Mish- about our Mishnah. You're saying that our Mishnah, when it goes through the Seder Yom, has perhaps two hand and feet washings per dunking, but this very first dunking looks like, sounds like, and it says explicitly in our very Mishnah, he's only washing his hands and feet once for that first tevila. And the question, therefore, is how in our Mishnah do we reconcile our Mishnah with itself? How do we reconcile the daily description of what's going on with the idea expressed in our very own Mishnah that we need ten hand washings for the five to correspond to the five tevilos? So that we'll see inside, and we'll move forward from there. So says the Gemara, Bishleim with Rabbi Meir, I understand how our Mishnah, which says that you need five dunkings and then ten washings, that would make sense to Rabbi Meir. Hainu, the Mishkachas laws, we arrive at Lav, Lamed Beis, and Yuma, Asara Kiddushin. That's how we get the, what we call the ten Kiddushin, right? The ten washings. El Rabbanan Tisharhavu. But according to Rabbanan, we just said, there's only nine, because after all, that very first Tevila only has one Kiddush. So Amr Le Rabbanan, the Gemara says, no, Amr Le Rabbanan, Kiddush Basra. You're going to make it up in the back end. You're still going to have five Tevilas and ten washings, but it's just not going to be exactly, it's just not going to be exactly two washings per Tevila. The first Tevila is going to have one, 
The last tevila, the fifth one, is going to have three washings. How so? In other words, he does a third kiddush there. He'll do one before he goes into his last change. And then after he does his last change, into the, uh, after he takes off his last change, and then after he takes off the last uh, clothing, uh, which we'll see the last big day Zahav at the very end, and changes back into his dungarees, he's going to do another kiddush. So that's how he makes back in the back end. And so even within the Rabbanon, they're not going to answer, they're not going to want to have the tevila of the first one, but they're not going to have, want to have a kiddush to correspond to the first tevila, but they're going to have one at the very end before he puts away his, uh, big day kahuna for the day and goes to off the square after, cause it's Matzah Yom Kippur. Okay. So now we're going to continue to talk about the five dippings and the ten kiddushim as follows. Tana Rabbanon. Uva Aaron and Al Moed Lamahuba says the Gemara. What does it mean in the pasuk when it says that Aaron is going into the Oel Moed? What is the purpose of his going into the Ohel Moed? It doesn't seem to say in context where he's going and why he's going there. So we so we have to fill in what he's doing, which is He's going to get the shovel, the shovel from the incense. Where is the incense being brought in the Kaddish HaKadoshim? And then says the Gemara, And every part of the Yom Kippur service is mentioned in chronological order in the Pesukim. But this Pasuk is what? Out of order. What does it mean out of order? Oh, So now we're going to do the following. We're going to say what the Gemara, we're going to say the, the, the Hemshech of the Gemara outside because otherwise we're going to be lost a little bit. We're going to say the Hemshech outside, and once we explain very simply the way the Avodas Yom Kippurim is supposed to go for the Kohen Gadol, once we explain it outside, the Gemara will flow like water, or like Greek yogurt in, in Athens. I don't know. Okay, so it's like this. Guys, there's three sections to the Avodas Yom Kippurim. We're going to lay it out like a picnic blanket, and then you're going to see what is so unique and fascinating about the Avodos Yom Kippurim. For this part, it's worth it to hold cup, like this. It's, it's very, very simple. So, Kohen Gadol has really, in essence, three parts to his day. The first part of his day, he wakes up, and as we said, he, he dunks, and he puts on his big day Zahav, right? The big day Zahav that the Kohen Gadol wears all year long, and just so we understand, any part of the Avoda where he's going to be going into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, on Yom Kippur, he's wearing Big Day Lavan. That's where he wears the linen white for Begadim. That's for the Kodesh HaKadoshim Avodas. Any time that he's not going to have to go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he's going to be wearing his usual very uh, regal Big Day Zahav, which are the eight Begadim. Okay, now, the Kodesh HaKadoshim is where he basically does the incense. That's what he's doing in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Any avodah that's going to involve doing the incense is going to be in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. The menorah outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, but still within the Heichal, there's plenty of, plenty for him to do. There's a Mizbech, a Pnimi in there. There's a menorah in there. There's a Shulchan. So he could do a lot of the avodah in the Heichal, but that he could wear his big day Zahav for. He's only going to put on his big day Lavan, his forebegotten, when he goes into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Therefore, this is how his day is structured, as follows. First, he's going to be shechted korban tamid. That's not going to 
that's not going to end, um, involve him going into the Kodesh HaKadashim. So that he's going to do in his big day Zahav. And he's going to do some Musaf offering. That is stage one. Boom. Then, the second part of his day involves wearing big day Lavan because in this case, he's going to do some of the incense. He's going to do what we'll call the middle of his day is going to be the Ikri Yom Kippur service. There he brings the Chatas, right, and the Par, and there he does the, right, the, the Hazas, um, the, the sprinkling of the Dam, and that's where he's also going to do the what? The Ketores, and that's where you have the Seer, La Zazel. So that's what we'll call the Ikri Yom Kippur service, is that middle section, and for that, it involves Ketores, that involves going into the Kodesh Kadashim. that he'll wear the Big Day Lavan. So, so far, he got the Big Day Zav, did the, the carbon Tamid, then he got into his Yom Kippur clothes, we'll call it. By the way, Andrew, do you, you have an Atara on your talis, I noticed. You don't? On Shabbos? Oh. You do, you do, Barry, yeah. Do you wear that on Yom Kippur also? I have a self-imposed minhag that I didn't get anywhere, where I, my, my wife Atara got me an Atara be, be, when we got engaged, before we got married, and I wear it all the time, Shabbos and Yontif, to this very day. But Yom Kippur, for some reason, I wear my my white talus without the attire. It just feels like more like big day love unto me. It's, it's totally emotional. It's not, it's not it's halachic, I don't think. But, uh, but anyway, I, I just feel like I want to be less shtaltzy on Yom Kippur. Uh, but Rosh Hashanah, I wear it. Anyway, so, so the point is he gets into his big day love on uh, for the Iker Yom Kippur Avoda. And that's where, that's stage two. Then when he comes out of the Kodesh HaKadashim, he puts back on the, the, the big day Zav and he brings the, the aisle for the Ola and the remaining offerings of the, of the Korbanos Musaf and the Tamit Shobain Arbaim. And then he's going to do, right, the, the lighting of the menorah. All of these things are done outside, so it's big day Zav. That's it. That's the Avoda. Okay? So Tamit Shal Shachar, big day Zav, all the Avodas Yom Kippurim, big day Lavan. And Tamin Shobain Arbaim in the aisle, Big Day Zahav. LMI. I just described to you very simply the entire Avoda of the Kohen Gadol. However, what did I do? I, all I did was change my clothes a few times. I have three sections, not five sections. I have Zav, Lav, and Zav. So the Gemara says, explains, we're going to see an amazing thing. We say this Pasuk, that's what I'm just explaining now, because we say this Pasuk, Uva Aaron and Olamoid. We say randomly in the middle of all this, he has to go back into the Olmoid. Why does he have to go back in the Olmoid? So I'll say it outside. Chazal made him leave the shovels from the incense in the Kodesh HaKadoshim on purpose so that after he brings the ayil, he has to go back and get it, which means that he has to now change out, again, out of his gold clothing and into his linens, and go get it, and then come back out, and then change back out of his linens, back into his gold, and then continue the Karbanos Musaf. And so Chazal did so in order to fulfill what our Mishnah is saying, which is a halacha l'moshe misinai, of having five clothes changed, and as a consequence of doing, changing the clothing five times, you're going to have five dunkings, and as a consequence of having five dunkings, you're going to have ten washings. In other words, Chazal read into the Pasuk, something's going on, it, uh, what is he going for? We don't know, 
So Chazal said, must be that he's going to get the shovels. And so we make him leave him there by accident on purpose, so to speak, right? In order to fulfill the Seder Hayom. So if it sounds confusing to you, he's running back and forth, it didn't have to be that confusing. It's a halacha l'moshem Sinai that we're making him run back and forth. And you can make a drush out of this. That you have, that you're doing it because after all in life, you have to sometimes go back and forth from big day Zav to big day Lavan. I don't know. I'm going to let you work it out. So now let's read it inside. Now it all makes sense. The following. The Gemara asks, my taima, what is the reason that we interrupt the, uh, the carbon of the aisle and to make him go get, go back and get the ladle and, and the shovel? Amar of Chista, Gemiri. Gemiri means it's Allah Moshe Misina. The first Tosas in Lamed and Alpha is going to say, Gemiri, wait a minute, if this is Allah Moshe Misina, then why do we need Daf Lamed Bez and Yuma where we're about to say all these drushas and we're learning from Sukkim if it's Allah Moshe Misina? So Tosas has a fascinating answer, which is sometimes you could say, well, you know, we want to see the drushas inside anyway. It's an asmachta. Tosas has a different answer. He says, we would have thought without the psukim like Yitz Tapper, that it, the, if the Lachla Moshe Messina just says that you dunk five times and then wash ten times, we would just dunk and wash and change five times and, and, and on, on the spot. And then we're done with all the dunking on the day and then move on with our day. In other words, the psukim are there to correspond some avodas to the actual changing of the clothing. That's how we line it up. But the halacha Moshe Misenai, all, all that tells us is, is that there must be five stops along the way. Okay, fine. So Rechista is the one that reveals that this was halacha Moshe Misenai, which is what? Chamesh Tevilas Vasar Kiddushin Tovel Kohen Gadol Mekadosh Yom. That he's got what our Mishnah says, the five dunkings and the ten washings. The Ik is Sidron, and if you really did it, like in the most efficient way, if efficiency was your priority, then and as we said, it's only three sections of the avoda, and thus there would only be three tevilos, and corresponding to only six kiddushin. Fine. So now we're going to have a long brisa, and the brisa is going to have two sources from the psukim for these five tevilos and how they correspond to the ten donkings. Um, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi as follows. Tanya, I'm Rabbi Huda. What's the source for the five and the ten? Shetovel coin gadol makadosh for biyom. Talmud lomar uva Aaron elol moed ufashet big day This is what we already said. That Aaron coin goes into the oil moed and he takes off his big day habad. He takes off his linens. The rachas es besarab amayim b'makom kadosh. And then immediately after it says that he takes off his big day habad, it says that he that he dunks in the mikvah. Okay, Vilavash, because when it says Verachatzetz Besaro, that's not just his hands and feet. That means you're dunking full body. Okay, Vilavash es begadav and then it says he puts his clothes back on. Okay, Halamata Tevila. So this juxtaposition of the two psukim, the one that says obviously he's taking off his big day bad, and then he's doing, he's washing his basar. Once you're washing your basar, that's not just hands and feet. That's dunking in the mikvah. And then you put your clothes back on. So we see already the correspondence between the tevila and moving from avoda to avoda and changing your clothes. So that's Rabbi Yehuda. I'm a Rabbi. I mean, uh, Rabbi says a different source, another source. And we'll see, they use each other's sources to learn, to learn out um, the final halacha that we all know. So I'm a Rebbe, that, that, you know, that's illustrated in our Mishnayas here. So I'm a Rebbe, same question. 
How do we know that there's five donkings and ten <laughs> kiddushin? Shnemar ksonis bad kodesh yobash. This is a different pasuk um, elsewhere. This one's already um, a little earlier. It says ksonis bad kodesh yobash. So this is already describing the big day kahuna. The the avneid avneid bad mitznefes bad itznof big day kodesh hem. Okay, so these are the four big day kahuna of Yom Kippur. The ktonis bad, the mechasei bad, all the linens, the four begadim of that day. Mind you, the usual begadim of big days of of the kohen gadol are eight begadim. These are only four, and he puts it on. Very understated. Verachatz b'mayim es besaro, and there again he puts on those clothes and verachatz b'mayim es besaro. He's going to mikvah here, guys. Ulveisham. Then afterwards he puts the clothes back on. Halamatash called mishanim avodah avodah ton tvila. Again the same limud. Um, in other words, the same punchline, but a different source where it's describing the big day kahuna of Yom Kippur. And therefore, we see, however, the same thing. We see, juxtaposed to the idea of putting on his clothes, he's jumping in the mikvah. And the Pasuk says that these are big day kodesh. This is teaching you that all the begadim are compared to each other, which is to say that anytime he changes from one to the other, he's going to have to go into the mikvah. Fine. So these are two sources, and we'll see how the Gemara uses these two sources uh, together to get to our Seder Hayom. So now let's go through the day of Yom Kippur. Now that we explained everything, it should go smooth. Says the Gemara. This is a continuation of the Brisa, the long Brisa. So this is what we already said. These are the five Avodas. You start with the Tamit Shel Shachar. You're wearing your eight, eight uh, Begadim of Big Day Zav. Avodas Hayom Big Day Lavan. Then you do the special Avodah Sayyam, as we already described, the Seer La Zazel, Seer La Hashem, Ketoris, etc. All the Avodah Sayyam Kippurim, you're doing that on the Big Day Lavan, as is appropriate. And then, Eilo Ve'ela Am, the Big Day Zav. Then he goes back, third stage, which is the Ayel, the Ram for him, and the, and the Ram for Klal Yisrael. That's in the Big Day Zav. And then all of a sudden, Kafel Machto, Big Day Lavan, changes out. Oh, I gotta change back out into my big day lavan because I left my shovel back in the Kodesh HaKadashim. Goes in the mikvah, goes in, puts on his big day lavan, goes back to get the shovel, and then comes back out, changes back into the big days of, and then Tamit Shobain Harbayim be big days of. Then he puts on the big days of again, and he finishes now stage five because he had to go back to get the shovel, and now he's doing the Tamit Shobain Harbayim. Okay, so obviously there's more and just this, but this is how the Barisus lays out the stages as we, as, as we did as well. Now, so we have now the sources for why he needs to dunk, but we don't have in any of these psukim, if you noticed, any sources for why he would need to do the Netilas Yadayim Baraglayim. So here the Gemara asks, Uminayin Shekol Tvilo Tvilo Tzricha Shnei Kiddushin, right? And as we did the math, it's five and ten. So how do we know that for every dunking you need two Kiddush Yadayim Baraglayim? So Talmud Alma, Ufashas Verachatz, Okay, you take off your clothes and then you wash your hand and, and, and then you go in, in and wash. Then you wash, rachatz, and then lavash, and then you put on your clothes. So, so the rachatz and lavash isn't really talking about washing your hands and feet. It's talking about going to the mikvah. So how do we know that washing your hands and feet is involved here? So Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Shimon explains it to us. He says it's a kavachomer. 
as follows. Okay. So this is within our old friend, the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda, that, remember, remember, that usually you had to wash, this goes back to my brother-in-law, David Dickstein, Tzadik Shlita, who washes his hands. He's the guy that washes his hands right before his showers, after he showers, before he leaves the house, then he doesn't remember if he did, so he goes back and washes again. Okay. So the idea is like this. Before the Kohen Gadol, if the Kohen Gadol was in fact Tahar, let's say the Kohen Gadol knew he was Tahar, and he's about to do Avodas, the regular Kohen, let's say you have a regular Kohen on a regular day. He's a regular Kohen in the base of Mikdash is about to do um, Avoda. Does he need to dunk in the Mikvah? Does every Kohen have to dunk in the Mikvah before he goes to the Avoda? I'm not talking about a Hasidic Shakar. I'm talking about a Litvish Shakar. Go, a, a Yeka, Barry, goes into the, to do the Avoda. So do you ever see a Yeka Kohen going to do the Avoda? Does he go in the Mikvah? He, no, because the Yeka is Tahar. He's very Makbid. He does not have to dunk in the Mikvah, but he certainly has to do Kiddush Adayim Veraglaim. Every Kohen has to do Kiddush Adayim Veraglaim as a prelude to doing the Avoda. That everybody knows. Okay. Oh. So the Kabbalah Homer we're saying here is like this. If we are not making you dunk in the mikvah, so then, and you, and you still have to do Kedusha Daim Raglaim, so here we're at Shem Kippur and we're making even the Yekas dunk in the mikvah, so certainly you're going to have to do Kedusha Daim Raglaim. So of course, Birnbaum is going to ask, wait a minute, maybe dunking in the mikvah is in lieu of Kedusha Daim Raglaim, right? It seems like an even more purifying process. So let's see all this inside. So it's like this. So the Kalavachomer, first of all, is, as we said, that where, whereas we know that even Yekas have to do Kiddush Adayim Raglaim when they don't have to go to the Mikvah, here we have to go to the Mikvah because Yom Kippur, certainly, ain't no din shaton Kiddush. Wouldn't you say certainly that you have to wash your Adayim Raglaim? Okay. So, so this idea that I just said, that, that you might say on the contrary, Birnbaum's question, that if the Kohen Gadol no longer needs to do Kiddush Adayim Raglaim in the case where he goes in the mikvah because the mikvah is in lieu of that, that, Tosas Hashanim said, don't ask that. Why? Because the, kid, the Kiddush water, the Mayim Kedayshim, as they say, that come out of the Kior are in fact holier than even a valid mikvah. That was very special holy water that was brought into that, right, Kli Sharis, that was brought into the Kior and therefore... It's, it's never going to be better. Nothing's better than the, than the Kiyar. That's certainly you're going to have to do in every case. Okay. So certainly if you're going to make you go to the mikvah, so you can, in fact, go with this Kabachom, Rebbe Lazar Shimon, um, that you're going to have to do Kiddush Adainberg Lyon as well. Okay. So now, now that we said that for sure you're going to have to do at least one Kiddush Adainberg Lyon for every Tvila, the Gemara continues and says, builds on that. So, okay, fine. So you got me. You go in the mikvah, so that means you even need to be more pure. So for sure, for every time you go in the mikvah, you have, you're going to have to wash your hands and feet. Fine. You're going to do the kiddush from the kior. However, Talmud Lomar, the Torah further says, Aaron goes into the moed. We're getting a lot out of this pasuk. And he takes off the clothes, asher lavash, which he was wearing. Says the Gemara. Birnbaum couldn't believe the Gemara was so funny. It says it like this. Ma lavash. This is a classic, it sounds like my grandmother, classic Jewish humor. 
When the Pasuk says, Asher Lavash, he takes off his clothes, Asher Lavash. Klum Adam Poshet El Masher Lavash? Does anybody take off anybody else's clothes other than what he's wearing? In other words, he's taking off his clothes, Asher Lavash. What do you mean? <laughs> Who else's clothes is he going to take off? The clothes of Birnbaum Lavash? No, he's taking off his clothes. Of course, Asher Lavash. Asher Lavash must be coming to teach you something, which is what? To, to say that there is some, something going on where the taking off of the clothes is going to be corresponding to the putting on of the next clothes. What is that thing? It is the Kiddush. And that's where we learn that you do the Kiddush twice. Once we take off the clothes and once when you put on the clothes. Good. Thus ends the long brysa. Okay, so now that we finished uh, uh, the brysa, um, we're going to analyze it a little bit more. So we're going to start with a direct quote, which is daf yomi gold, because it just means repetition, and it means that Andrew's going to get his coveted, hopefully, his coveted finishing the daf uh, satisfaction today uh, as follows. Amr Rabbi Yehuda. We already read this. What's the source for the 5 and 10? He quotes our favorite Pasuk here. And then, That was Rabbi Huda's statement. So the Gemara asks, In other words, if you're paying attention to the Pasuk, the context of that pasuk is when he's just going, right? So it was interesting. The Brisa quoted Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi. Rabbi Yehuda had a source where he's going from the big day Lavan to big day Zav. That's the context of the pasuk. Rabbi had when he's going to big day Zav to big day Lavan. So for each of them, we're going to ask, how do we know the, that it's, it goes, that it's in both directions, right? Because we do Zav, Lavan, Zav, Lavan, Zav. So, if you have a source, so one of them has a source from the Zav to the Lavan, the other one has a source from Lavan to the Zav, we're going to put it together in a cocktail, a compote, if you will. But until now, we're going to ask, so Rebbe's got the, what? The Zav, the, the Lavan to Zav. How, do we, how are we going to know Zav to Lavan? So I would have said, so I was arguing with Birnbaum, I said, I would have said it's Pashat. The big day Zav, even though they're more impressive in terms of their gold content and its bling and all this, but then you can't go into Kaddish Kedashim with that. That's, that's holier stuff. This is where we got into the Talas discussion. But Andrew said no. Uh, not Andrew. Birnbaum said no. He said, yeah, but the big day Zahav is more begadim and he's wearing it during all the rest of the year. So that is exactly how our Gemara plays out. As we turn to Lavan Beis and Beis, we have the following thing. Tana de Beis and Beis. The Rebbe is going to use a Kalva Chomer. Ma big day Zahav. She'en koin nichnas ben lifnayim. This is my Kalva Chomer. That just like the big day Zav, holy as they are, the Kohen Gadol, in fact, is wearing them during the Avodah, but he can't go into the Kodesh Kodashim with it, Ta'an Tvila, and yet that, uh, the donning of such clothes would require Tvila in the Mikvah, big day Lavan, Shenichnas Lahem, Lifnai, Lifnim, Eino Din, Shetan Tvila, right? So certainly the big day Lavan, that is so holy, regarded so, um, right, so, so, uh, special that they can actually, that's the only ones that are allowed to be worn when you're going into the Kaddish Kedushim, with Lev Lefnim. So certainly, their higher level of Kedusha would require an even higher layer of, uh, level of purification. Um, and therefore, certainly, just if you're going to go from Lav Zahav as the source of Rabbi Huda and the Pasuk, you're going to also have to do the Kiddush from Zahav to Lavan. 
However, the Gemara says, you could say the opposite. What would be the opposite? The pircha of this kalvachomer would be, the rejection would be, ma big day zav, shekain kaparasim eruba, right? That big day zav, right, doesn't work. Uh, I'm sorry, big day zav, in a certain sense, are more kadosh than the big day lavan because kaparasim meruba. So, Rabari Libra, it's a great Dafyomi master, explains. Kaparasim meruba in a very, he says it, well, there's a lot of different ways to understand kaparasim meruba. The most pushed way is based on the Gemara in Erechin, he says. The Gemara in Erechin goes through all of the Shemona Begadim of the Kohen Gadol and explains what each of those eight Begadim correspond to in terms of what they give Kapara for. So one, one gives a Kapara for Lashon Hara, the other one gives a Kapara for Sins of the Heart, the other one gives a Kapara, okay? So, uh, so these are, that can be found in the Gemara in Erechin, and therefore more Begadim means more Kapara. That's one possible explanation. Another possible explanation is more begadim, more worn more frequently. The big day lavan are only worn one day out of the year. The big day zav could be, are worn every day by the Kohen Gadol when he's doing the avoda. So that could be more kapara. He even brings, or Zilbashin and the Chashuk Echemed. The reason why I don't bring it more often, first of all, it's hard enough to get through the daf. I, I want to finish it. So the, these, these end up being like side, sort of like, um, interesting, Topic. Secondly, I, I always have trouble connecting the dots between what the Chashuk Echemet, right? It's just kind of like, hey, that reminds me. Well, I guess I do. I have my own stories. But Rav Zilberstein always has like a halachic shayla. So here is an example where he'll say, okay, which, you only have money to buy, uh, you want to sponsor Sidurin for the shul. So this is Alpia Arbari Leibowitz. I didn't see it inside. So you only have money to buy, let's say, um, Yom Kippur Machzarim for the shul or the weekday, the weekday uh, chumash for the shul, something like that. So uh, the weekday sitter for the shul. So it's totally, it could be totally on this. One has more kapara because you're wearing it more, and the other one you're only using on Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. This kind of thing. So it's a loose-ish connection, but you could see the analogy. All right, this is the style of the chashuke chemen. The point is that there's two aspects. The big day zav have more kapara; they're used more often, and they also have more of them. Incidentally, Rivari Leibowitz also points out that this is a source for Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is quoted as being one of the things, I think it's the Tzitz. I forgot which one of the Begadim is Meratzev for the Lashon Hara. I forgot which one. Uh, be that as it may, between that and the Gemara that we saw in Pesachim, at the end of Pesachim that had to do with Lashon Hara, those are the two sources of Lashon Hara in the entire Shas uh, that the Chafetz Chaim built his two bestsellers on. But um, be that as it may, may we be Zoha since we mentioned it, to be Nizar and free and clean of Lashon Hara and increase Ahavaz Yisrael and thus bring the uh, Geulas and Yeshua's for Kali Yisrael soon. Anyway, so you could see it either way. Big Day Lavan are in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, Big Day Zav are more frequent and more, uh, and, 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 and there are more of them. So if a Yehuda learns from going from Big Day Lavan to Big Day Zav, and you can't learn from a Kavachomer, the Gemara continues to say, El Nafkalemi de Rebbe. In other words, if Yudah has his Pasuk that takes you from Lavan to Zav, Rebbe has his Pasuk that takes you from Zav to Lavan. So they learn from each other. Isn't that beautiful? Fine. So now we're going to do the same thing from Rebbe's direction. I'm a Rebbe, as we quoted. If you remember, his source was, that he learned it from going to Big Day Zav to Big Day um, Lavan. 
Halamata shekol mishanam evod alavodah sheton tevila. And both of them learn the same thing, both Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi, that whenever you go from one avodah to avodah, you change your clothes. In between, you have to do tevila. The Gemara asks, Ashkan big dezav, big dezavon, big dezavon, big dezav, minayin. So, right, the source, Rebbe's uh, pasuk is of the lavan. How, where are we going to learn lavan dezav from? Tana to be Rebbe Shmael. Again, Rebbe Shmael comes in with the Kavachomer. Amazingly, he's got both of them in his pocket. Kavachomer, ma big day lavan, chain kaparas and meruba, tunitvila, big day zav, tunitvila, just like the big day lavan, that are not as plentiful because they're only four to the big day zav's eight. And therefore, they need tevila. Certainly, big dezav shekaparas meruba ain't no din shetun and tevila. Certainly, the big dezav will need tevila. To which the Gemara says, "No, ikol mifrach ma big dezavon shekein nichlas bein lufnai lufnim." As we said before, the big dezavon also have an element that is more kadosh, which is that they can go into the kadosh kadoshim with them. And therefore, heiner diktani ve'omer big dezav. And the Gemara here has a different answer. Okay, Hainu Diktani, that's why Rebbe says in the Brice of Omer Big Day Kodashem, the Rachatz Bamayim Esbisrol Visham. That the Pasuk, right, the Big Day Kodashem teaches us the Kohen Gadol has to go and going to the mikvah even when changing from white to gold. So it's interesting, Rebbe Huda uses Rebbe's Limud. Rebbe had his own Limud for this. Uh, but be that as it may, they both have two Limudim. One to teach you big days of to big day lavan, the other one to teach you big day lavan to big days of. The quality and kedusha of each of them uh, in itself does not does not uh, make a mukhrach right a necessary kavachomer because they both have aspects that are more kodesh than the other. But we but be that as it may, we still have multiple sources, and therefore you put it all together, and it turns out that whenever you change your clothes on Yom Kippur, the coin gadol does uh, have to do a tevila. Okay. So now the Gemara says, he's going to analyze the next section of the Bryce. The next section, as you might recall, said, and it went through the day. So let's read it again inside. The Gemara says, what are the five sections? Right, he does the big days of. And uh, he wears the big days of for Talmud Shachar. Then Avodas Yom Big Day Lavan. He does the Iker Avodas Yom Kippur. We'll call that what is unique to Yom Kippur and the Big Day Lavan. And then Elu Ve'el Ha'am Be'Big Dezav, he goes back and does the third phase of the ram in the Big Dezav, and then Kafu Machta Be'Big Lavan. whoopsies, forgot my shovel, goes back into the Big Lavan, goes back to the Kaddish Kaddashim to get his shovel and his ladle, and then goes back out, changes back into the Big Dezav, Talmud Shobayin Arbaim Be'Big Dezav, Uminayin Shechol Tvil, Tvil Tzich HaShnei Kiddushin, and then the Baraisa goes on to say, how do you know that every time he goes into the mikvah he needs to Hand washings, Talmud Alma, Ufashas, Verachas, Verachas, Verlavash. That was the source. Ufashas, Ufashat, Verachas, Verachas, Verlavash. Now we're going to ask the question we asked before. Remember, this Pasuk is not talking about washing your hands. It's talking about dunking in the mikvah. So we said before, the Kalvachomer, that if you have to wash your hands when you're not dunking in the mikvah, certainly when you are dunking in the mikvah, you have to wash your hands. But here the, the Gemara asks that question more explicitly. It says the Gemara, Haibit Vilaksiv. When it says Ufashat Verachatz, it says Rachatz B'Tsaro. Which, Rachatz B'Tsaro, anytime you're doing that, you know you're dunking in an actual mikvah. So why was this, Bryce, using this as a source that you have to wash your hands and feet? After all, we're talking about dunking here, not Natila Yadaim. So the Gemara answers, That the, that a different reason. In other words, we said, we learned it from a Kavachomer. Here the Gemara says, that we already learned 
that you needed to dunk in the mikvah from big day kodesh aim, because we did the hekesh, big day kodesh, that, that whatever you have to do in, in one scenario, you have to do in the other. And therefore, this extra rachatz is superfluous, and we use that superfluous rachatz as a limut, in the kiddush. That even though it sounds like it's talking about dunking in the mikvah, it's actually already in the psukim referring to the kiddush adayim verglaim. So then the Gemara asks, so, so, right, so according to this version, this is not learned from a Kalvachomer, but it's actually alluded to in the Psukim themselves. You don't even need the Kalvachomer. So, if that being the case, the Gemara says, right, it's like the speculative question, why did Hashem, why did the Torah write it in the Lashon Rachatz that made us think that it's talking about dunking when it was really talking about washing? So, the Gemara answers, like, Malan, the we learn the uh, comparison of Tvila to washing. Ma kiddush b'makom kadosh, aftvila b'makom kadosh. Just like you do the kiddush in a holy place, you also have to do the tvila in a holy place. What is this holy place? See Rashi. Kiddushiv b'makom kadosh, aftvilos habalos machmas machlafas hayom b'makom kadosh. About tvila rishon or lo yalfes minei that lavda raisahi. This goes back to Rabbi Yehuda of lavda raisahi, right? That the first tvila was a darabanan. Be that as it may, we know that the washing of the hands and feet is being done in the kior. That has a fixed location. That's in the kadosh, right? So that you, that is certainly being done in in, in, in a makom kadosh. Now the tvila, we already have a discussion about this. We have the two rooftop pools. Now the one in the base hashar base by near one of the kohen gadol's apartments is by the base aftinas. That one is considered to be in the chol. Remember, the gagos were considered chol. This is a whole discussion of Tosfos. We have to work it out in Masechus Midos, etc. One is considered in the chol, one's considered in the Kodesh. So the one by the base of Parva, where he's dunking all day long, that one is in the Kodesh. Even though they're both rooftops, and we already said in Psachim and in Ervin that the rooftops of Yishalayim, right? Um, the rooftops were considered chol, the gagos. But we already explained earlier that the base Haparva was considered in the Kodesh and the base Sharmayim was considered in the Chol. And so we learn from this that the dunkings of, with the exception of the one that's Durban, and the very first dunking of the morning is, the, in, is in, by the Beit Aftinas in the Sharmayim, that one's Durban, and the rest of them are going to be in the Kodesh in the base Haparva. So that's what we learn from the comparison to Kiddush. In other words, amazingly enough, Look how much we learned from this one pasuk when it says, right, that rarachatz, what you it sounds like it means dunking the mikvah, but no, it really means that it, that you're washing your hands and feet, and also that when you do dunk in the mikvah, you have to dunk it in the base of parva. Wow. Whew. Now, Yehuda, kiddush minale, but wait, Yehuda needs the pasuk to teach you that you have to dunk. So he's using that pasuk for something else. So where is he going to learn the Kiddush Adayimberg line? So the Gemara answers, Nafkalei Midar Abelazar Rishimen. Right, so Yehuda learns it from the Kal V'chomer. That's the point. Because we already have Abelazar Rishimen's Kal V'chomer. We have that available to us. So this is just a little extra piece in the Gemara that says that not everybody needs that Kal V'chomer. We can, it's alluded to in the Pesukim, but we have that Kal V'chomer if we need it just in case, which Yehuda uses it um, to learn that halacha. We all arrive at the same halacha. There's no machloks in here. Oh, that's a big hawk. Rab Arye Leibowitz, um, Shlita, talks about this halacha l'moshe misinai. A lot of, you know, we have all these machloks in. So how do we know ever in life 
that when we're doing something, that when we follow the halacha, that we're doing the right thing. So many machloksin, who's to say that we're on the right side of a machlokas every time we paskin? All right, this is a bigger philosophical uh, and, and uh, academic issue, but Rebari Leibowitz quotes a source, Birmingham thinks it's the Rambam, I don't remember who it was, that says that whenever we have Allah Moshe Misenai, there's never machlokas about Allah Moshe Misenai. Okay? Never machlokas about Allah Moshe Misenai. So then, uh, Birmingham says he thinks it's Rav Yaakov Emden who's famous for this. It's one of the Achronim, and, and Ari Leibowitz quoted it, says, what do you mean there's never machlokas on Allah Moshe Misenai? In other words, again, philosophically, the Rambam says that, um, if I remember correctly, it's the Rambam. Rabbi Leibowitz says, we'll start with that. We'll, we'll, we'll say it all bishmo, and then we'll, we can trace the sources later. The bottom line is there's a source to say that all the machloksin are really just in areas where there's room to play as far as working one way or the other. But the Iker Mesora of Allah Lamoshim Yisanai, nobody ever argues on it. That's the point. And the Achronim come and they say, well, wait a minute. 35 different cases where we have a local Moshe Sinai and there's a machlokas as to what it is. So that's where you get into the detail because in our Gemara we said Gemiri law. So a local Sinai is actually expressed in different ways at different parts. Some places it says Gemiri law, some, some places it says a local Sinai. Even that is significant. In other words, some of those are more authoritative than others. That becomes a whole Lundish situation with respect to Allah Moshe Misenai, Rabbi Yonas and Sachs, where I'm going for Shavuos to Pasaic. Rabbi Yonas and Sachs loves, loves, loves this concept of Allah Moshe Misenai Mechadeshes versus Mefareshes. In other words, if Allah Moshe Misenai sometimes explains to you, how do we know that an esrog isn't a uh, pumpernickel? Or uh, how do we know that it's a citron? So that's Allah Moshe Misenai that explains to you what the Doraisa is. Right? It's not teaching you a new thing. It's teaching you what it's referring to. It's filling. Right? It's teaching you how it's filling are supposed to be constructed. Sometimes you have a lachal Moshe Misenai that's just teaching you a whole new thing. That we never argue. So this is the lambdas between this idea of the lachal Moshe Misenai. I bring it up, first of all, because this is a, this five and the ten is a famous Hilchas This Gemara is source material for the discussion, very much so. And also because we see here, it's like we have a Kalvachomer in our back pocket. We can learn it from the Psukim, but when we don't have it, so we'll pull out the Kalvachomer. There is sort of like a retrofitting here of the Lumbus to what we know, the Halachal Moshe Misenai. So it sounds like we are deferring to the Halachal Moshe Misenai here very much as our starting point in a way. And as long as we could fit the, the Psukim within it, um, that is our objective. Okay. Okay, analyzing the Bryce refers there as follows. Zomar of Chista, Harebi. Mafka mid Rebbe Meir, Mafka mid Rabbanon. Oh, so this is a, this is going very back to where we started. Remember, Rebbe Meir said that you have to have two washings for the, for the Tvila. And the Rabbanon didn't like that at the very, at the very beginning. He said that the very first Tvila, um, doesn't take place when he's changing out of his big day hall to big day kodesh. So Mafka mid Rabbanon. So by the way, this idea, this, this learning of Rebbe, right? Because again, you have to keep track of what the Rechatz Besarobamayim means. So remember, Rebbe went, right? Uh, his limud was from big day um, Zav to big day Lavan. So he's not like Rebbe Meir or like Rabbanon. How so? He's not like the Rabbanon, the Ilu Rabbanon, Amrikshu, Lovash Mekadesh, the Iwa Amrikshu, Poshet Mekadesh. The Rabbanon said the Kohen Gadol, right? He's doing, he's washing his hands both times when he's dressed. 
Right, he's only washing his hands when he's dressed. Remember, that was the machlokas between Rabban and Rav Meir. Meir says that you wash it when you're not dressed. Whereas Rebbe says that he is Mekadosh himself both times when he's undressed. So that sounds like Rav Meir, but that's not exactly true. He's also not like Rav Meir. Even Rav Meir says that the very last one, as we said, this is how we started today, in the last line of Laman Alphon Beis, that Rameir is reconciled with our Mishnah by saying that at the very last Kiddush, he's, he's washing his hands when he's dressed. But Rebbe says that both times he's washing his hands when he's undressed. So according to Rebchista, Rebbe is not going to be according to Rameir or the Rabbanon. So the Gemara has to reconfigure Rebbe's view because Rebbe sounds like he's only washing his hands when he's undressed. Even Rebbe Meir says that the very last Kiddush is when he is dressed. So Amar Ravachabar Yaakov, Akol Modin Bekiddusheni. Everybody agrees, right? Even, even Rebbe would have to agree that at the very last one, that the Kohen Gadol first puts on his new clothes and then, and then he washes his hands and feet. My time, how do we agree? So, the Amar Kra, O Vigishtam El The Pasuk says that when you approach the Mizbech, Misha Eno Machuser Elagisha, that implies that what? That he's already dressed. Nobody approaches the Mizbech unclothed. And therefore, the fact that he's, a, he's, a pro, he's going to the Mizbech means that he's already wearing his clothes. That's when the Pasuk says he washes his hand. Therefore, if he's not wearing clothes that he does not have to wash his hand, that must mean that the first, he first puts on his clothes and only then he washes his hands and feet. So, So, said to Ravashi, Rav Chista would not agree with you. The law of Acha is Rav Chista, and you would not agree with Rav Chista. Okay? In other words, I don't agree with Rav Chista, Rav Chista doesn't agree with me. Because you just said a good shot. You said that certainly you're clothed when you are approaching the Mizbeach in that Pasuk. It's a nice shtickle, but that shtickle would mean that every time the, the coin Gadol changes, right, in order for it to work for five as five and ten, you need to, at some point, wash your hands, according to that cheetah, when you're unclothed. Because after all, otherwise, you'd have three times for each time he changes. Two when he's unclothed, and one when he is clothed. In other words, he holds that you have to wash your hands when, when you're changing in the middle as part of the changing process. So if you're going to say that you have to also wash your hands when you're clothed, you're going to add on a third washing for every for every transition, and you're going to end up with five and three, which would be, as the Gemara expresses, 15 kiddushin. Okay. So now, we're in the two dots. We have a few minutes. The two dots, as you see, uh, eight lines up or from the bottom, where we go to the next, uh, next uh, stage, where they're bringing the Korban Tamid, and they bring the animal to the Kohen Gadol. So, so we already said that Kratzo was an unusual language, that the Kohen Gadol was in such a rush that he was only Shochet Konavaveshes, right? Rov Konavaveshes. He starts slicing the animal's neck, but already, before he even can complete that process, those extra few seconds, he has to go run and catch the blood with the bowl. Okay, he has to catch the blood because he's also going to be doing the Kabbalah Saddam and the Zrika Saddam because after all, it's quite a trick physically for the Kohen Gadol to do every Avoda. And so even the Shechita, he can't do it entirely. He needs somebody to 
follow up and finish it off while he runs and catches the ball to catch the blood. That is what is meant. That's why instead of saying shachto, it says kratzo, the language kratzo. It's a partial shechita, but it's not partial. Halachically, it's a full shechita, but it's not a full incision. It's just a rove incision, a majority incision, which is enough. That's what the Gemara asks. My kratzo, what's the Russian kratzo? Amar ula lishne dekatalahu. It means he's killing the animal. So Amar of Nachman Yitzchak, my kra, what's the basis of kratzo, meaning killing? Because it says in Yirmiyahu, right, a nevuah. Egla yefei fiyami trayim keretz mitzafon vava. That Egypt was a very, was a very nice cow, but a keretz from the north, something nefarious from the north is, is surely coming. The Gemara wants to say, my mashma, what, what is this interpretation of the nefariousness from the north? Kidnimitargim bibi Yosef. Rav Yosef spelled it out. Malka Yoy have a Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was great for us. Egypt, we had a great pact with them. But these murderous people from the north, a.k.a. the Babylonians, came and conquered them, and they caused trouble. Okay, so that's Lashon Karetz, right? Karetz Mitzafon. So Karetz means killing, and he uses an unusual Lashon of Karetz. Now the Gemara is Karatzo Bekama. Okay, so how much of the, of the Khan of Aveshes, right, the esophagus and trachea, does the Kohen Gadol have to... Yeah, slit. So Amar Ula berov shnaim, right? Yes, the slit rove both. V'chein Amar Rabbi Yochanan berov shnaim. Okay, most of the kind of veshes. So we have uh, one minute to do learn a little chul in here. V'afrei shlakish sav berov shnaim. That's what Rish Lakish said. The Amar Rish Lakish. V'chein Achas Shashni Rubu Shalechad Kamo. In Masechas Chulin, we learned that all you need to do is shech the rove, and that's considered legit. Lama Shaninu. This rove echad beof berov shnaim beheima. So why, why do we learn it redundantly? Because to teach you that in a, in a chicken you only need one, in a behemoth you need two, right? This is kashra stuff, shechita stuff. Could it be that if you did not complete that, it would be puzzle? And therefore, Yochel, and the, and the Gemara is going to interrupt tomorrow with Yochel, Lo Merikye Puzzle, with this question of shechita, of the Kohen Gadol, of the Korban Tamid, on, uh, so we're on the second line from the bottom of Lama Beis, Lama Beis. We'll pick up with that shechita of the carbon tamid tomorrow, Bezat Hashem.